What's up? It's the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Podcast Intro. And you are listening to Chair Shots to the Cranium. everyone and welcome to another episode of Chair Shots to the Cranium. I'm your host Stephen Goforth. It has been a while since I've talked to you guys and I apologize tremendously for the hiatus. It's been about a month and I'm sitting here scratching my head where the heck has time gone. I cannot believe we're already in September and almost halfway through September and time's just getting away from me ladies and gentlemen. I've been busy, I've got work, I've got family, a lot of things going on and honestly just lost track of time and before you know it two to three weeks have gone by and you're sitting there saying what's happened where am i what day is it what time is it i'm sure all of you listening have been there and done that and know exactly what i'm talking about so i'm going to try to make sure i'm a little more frequent with my podcasts because i love entertaining you guys i love talking about professional wrestling i love doing this podcast and i'm going to commit myself to it a little bit more so thank you for those that listen regularly for being patient on me putting out another episode of course, I'm going to jump into things that have been bouncing around in my cranium for the last several weeks, things that I hear, things that I see, and I'm going to touch on some of those things in the cranium correspondence before we jump into the predictions for Clash of Champions, myself and my co-host Adigo, and we're going to update you on our prediction records and where we stand for that championship that will be awarded at the end of the year to the winner that has the best prediction record. So I'm really excited about that section of the show. And, of course, give us a five-star rating. We really do appreciate that. It's much needed, and uh, we cannot thank you enough for giving us that five-star rating wherever you're listening. It's really appreciated. As always, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Chair2Cranium. Chair, the number two, Cranium. Chair2Cranium on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go follow us. And also subscribe to us on YouTube, YouTube channel, Chair Shots to the Cranium. And go visit our website, ChairShotsToTheCranium.com. A lot of cool links to other wrestling-related websites and us other wrestling-related news. So again, ChairShotsToTheCranium.com. We want to hear from you. That's why we do what we do. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear about your opinions. We want to hear your feedback on our shows. We want to hear your feedback on any posts that we make out there about the world of wrestling. So let's interact together. Always welcome the comments. And last but not least, don't forget to check out OneWrestling.com. You may have clicked on the link from OneWrestling.com that brought you here to this podcast. If you did, thank you very much. But go support OneWrestling.com. Been around for so many years. The best news site that's out there right now. And you know anything you see on OneWrestling.com is legit. It's the real deal. And it has the wrestling fan's best interest at heart. So OneWrestling.com, one of the best and longest running wrestling websites on the internet. OneWrestling.com. Go check it out. All right, it's time for the Cranium Correspondence, where I'm going to talk about the things that are bouncing around in my cranium, things that I need to get out, things I need to talk about, and let's jump right into it. (laughs) 
Alright, so before I jump into my cranium thoughts, somebody asked me one time, why did you name, and, and keep in mind, this is before podcasting, why did you name your column, because that's what it was, it was a column, I did interviews as well, why did you name your column Cheer Shots to the Cranium, where in the heck did that come from? And I've been thinking, you know, I think I've been getting away from the true meaning behind Cheer Shots to the Cranium, and my initial answer, my answer I've always given to that to that question is, well, I want my column at that time to be rattling your brain like a chair shot to the cranium. I want it to be a little controversial like a chair shot would be, but I also want it to be real, and I want it to be in your face and tell it like it is, no matter who you upset. I've gotten away from that a little bit, and not, not intentionally. I mean, I, uh, I guess I've mellowed out over the years. And uh, so I want to see if I can't tap into that a little bit more. And, and I've always prided myself on not being uh, a basher of, uh, of wrestlers or, or a negative person in, in regards to professional wrestling. I'm, I'm not going to be that. But I'm going to be, I'm going to tell it like I think it is. And I'm going to be more blunt about it like I used to. You know, and I want to be rattling your brain like that chair shot to the crane. I want to be controversial like someone picking up a chair and smashing it across somebody's cranium. So let's jump into it. Ric Flair says he's the man, and he wants to get paid for it. I'm the man. That's what I've always used. I want WWE to pay me for the rights to use the words, the man. Of course, Becky Lynch is using that phrase all over t-shirts, and it's becoming extremely popular, already extremely popular, I should say, so do you agree or disagree with Ric Flair saying that he deserves to be paid for using the words the man which he says he owns the rights to? I don't know. I'm a little torn on that one. I think that you know, if he owns the rights to that saying, then absolutely he needs to be paid for it. But I feel like is, is Rick reaching because he just, hey, I want to get paid. I need some money. So let me just attack WWE who has put me on a pedestal for many, many years. who's taken care of me tremendously throughout my career. Let me just attack them over some money and say, I want to get paid for the man. You can look at this two different ways. Look at it from that standpoint. Hey, Ric Flair's being selfish. He just wants some cash in his pockets. Let me attack, let him attack WWE and sue them for the rights. And some people say, you know what? That's not right because the man owns the rights to the man and he's in his, uh, he's in the right here and he has every right to do what he is doing. So you're going to have two sides of that. That's the two sides. I don't know which side I'm uh, I'm going to. I see. I've always prided myself on seeing both sides of the railroad track, and I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, legally, if he owns that right, pay the man, and you've you've infringed on uh, something that he owns. If there's some a lot of gray area there, and uh, and WWE staying away from uh, infringing upon his uh, legality of owning that. And they're in that gray area. Leave them alone. I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, it's becoming more and more controversial. What I'm scared of is that Ric Flair is going to alienate himself from WWE. There's been some rumors out there, maybe fact, in that some of the WWE higher ups have unfollowed Rick on Twitter. One of those people being Triple H, who is his lifetime friend or very good friend, I should say. So we'll see how this thing plays out. Let's see if they can come to an agreeable. Uh, understanding uh, on what is owed to Rick, if anything. 
but I think it's, it's fascinating to see uh, and understand or talk about, rather, the different perspectives in this scenario. Does Ric Flair deserve to be paid for WWE using the words, the man? Or is Rick just out to get more money and saying, screw whoever is in my way, that person or people being the WWE who have handsomely taken care of him financially throughout his career? Cody versus Jericho has been announced for the full gear pay-per-view for AEW coming up. A lot of people are talking about this. They're saying, well, you know, Cody should not be wrestling for that title because he is one of the, uh, I guess, front office people for AEW. Someone else needs to be in that role. Hangman Page may deserve another shot or someone else. You got to look at it like this, people. If Cody was not in the role that he was in, in AEW, let's just say he's a wrestler coming in. Why would Cody not get a, a shot at that title? He would be probably the most deserving person to get a shot at the AEW World Championship. You got to put aside what Cody does in the front office. You got to put aside his role in the hierarchy of AEW. You got to think about him as a wrestler. And as a wrestler, as an entertainer, he very much deserves to be. And have a title shot against Jericho. And I think he deserves to win the championship. I think he will win the championship. So I'm liking the Cody versus Jericho matchup. I think it's going to be a hell of a match when those two guys get in the ring together. And I think what that's going to do is Cody's going to then be able to take that title. Use that title to not only elevate the brand of AEW. But also elevate other tremendous talent that AEW has in their company. So I can't wait to see that and see how that plays out. King of the Ring coming down to the finals. Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. I'm super pumped about this matchup. I think that Chad Gable, I think they've done a fantastic job of elevating and pushing Chad Gable. And he has taken that role and ran with it beautifully. I am as you know, have always been a critic of Baron Corbin, if you've listened to past episodes. Myself and Addy Go absolutely cannot stand Baron Corbin in his ring attire, number one. He looks like the Applebee's manager. But I have to say, Baron Corbin is starting to grow on me. Baron Corbin, I'm really starting to get entertained. I've never tried, I've never knocked Baron Corbin's ability in the ring. I've always felt like he was a fantastic wrestler in the ring. I felt like he did a wonderful job when he got in there. It was more of they put him in a position he did not need to be in as the Raw GM. He was not ready to have the mic in his hand because he wasn't very good at it. They changed his look up. They put this silk vest on him and a button-up shirt. Just was not, I don't think they were handling his character the right way. I think they were putting him in positions he just wasn't ready for. But I will say he has flourished. I think he did a fantastic job in that triple threat, triple threat match on Raw this week. And I am actually very excited to see him win King of the Ring and be able to be able to be called King Corbin. And I think he's going to wear that crown well. And think of it like this. If he wins King of the Ring, guess what? He gets new ring attire. And that's always a plus for Baron Corbin right now. So new ring attire, hopefully for Baron Corbin. New look. And I really think that he will play up to that King role extremely well. He will be able to play a fantastic heel in that character. 
and just give it all it's got in terms of that King role. So King Corbin, looking forward to that. I think you can go ahead and take that to the bank. I say that, but then who knows? Chad Gable could come up and win King of the Ring and then elevate his character to a whole nother level. It'll be interesting to see who wins that. I'm taking King Corbin. When the Monday Night Wars were going on back in the 90s, who would have ever thought you would have had the voice of WCW Nitro, Tony Schiavone, and the voice of Monday Night Raw together at the same table calling play-by-play? Who would have ever thought that? That is absolute an absolute dream pairing as far as I'm concerned. Two of the greatest in professional wrestling broadcasting, and it's going to happen. Tony Schiavone, of course, signed with AEW, will be part of the broadcast team, and we will finally get to hear these two iconic voices call a wrestling match side by side. I am so excited about this. Growing up in the 80s, I was a huge fan of Tony Schiavone's work. I used to love listening to Tony Schiavone's interviews, especially with Ric Flair, and then hearing Jim Ross on Monday Monday Night Raw during the Attitude Area. It was just unbelievable. And those two are finally going to be together, and I think they're going to create a ton of magic together at the commentary table. So Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, dream matchup here, dream pairing, calling play-by-play for AEW. Could not be more excited. Congratulations to Tony Schiavone for getting a great deal with AEW, for being back in the wrestling business where he belongs and now working alongside Jim Ross. It's going to be exciting times in AEW. NXT is going to be debuting September the 18th on the USA Network. That's Wednesday night, September 18th, starting at 8 p.m. Now, the first hour is going to be live on the USA Network. The second hour can be viewed on the WWE Network. So, again, from 8 to 9 USA from 9 to 10 on the WWE Network. Definitely going to be doing that for the 18th and also September 25th. Not sure if they're going to do that from here on out or after the 25th. But really excited to see NXT in a primetime spot on USA. I think they deserve it. And I'm a huge fan, as you know, of NXT. I'm a little bit, um, a little torn on the fact they're going to be going head-to-head with AEW on Wednesday nights. I don't know. I think it's going to be a, a, a possibility for a Wednesday Night War. And I'm really excited about it. But on the other hand, I kind of want to enjoy both of them. So obviously I'm going to have to DVR one or the other. Or if not both, go back and watch them. Or I may flip back and forth like I used to do on the Monday Night Wars. Um, but I, I, I'm, of course, very excited about AEW as well. I love NXT. I, j- I just hope this is a wonderful move for them. I hope that they will continue to put out the product that they've been putting out. Uh, the question has been asked, how much will Vince McMahon, uh, how much influence will Vince McMahon have on NXT now that they're going to be going to USA Network? Obviously, he wants to have some involvement if his, if his product's going to be going on national television, or he may not. He may say, you know, Triple H, it's all yours. Do your thing. I'm going to stand over here in the shadows. I seriously doubt that. But I just hope they allow NXT to continue doing what they've been doing best and continue putting out a fantastic product. So again, going back to the, again, debut September the 18th at 8 p.m. on the USA Network. Don't miss it. 
Sasha and Bailey turning heel. I'm a little confused by this, guys. I I don't know what's going on here. Bailey turns heel, at least we think she turns heel, by taking a chair and smashing it over Becky Lynch. And yet she's still coming out to the same music. She's still um, dressing the same. She still has the inflatable. She's still smiling. She's still hugging. I don't understand what's happening right now. Is she a heel or is she not a heel? Is Sasha a heel? Is she not a heel? If she's coming out with Bailey and she's hugging Bailey and smiling before she goes to the ring, that doesn't look like a heel to me. Make up your mind. What is she? In my opinion, if she's going to be a heel, let her act like a heel. Like, humor me for a second. Take her music, slow it down tremendously. Same song, slow it down really slow, really dark. Make it just seem evil. She walks out to the ring. Her inflatables, leave them. Keep them, but let's have some really scary-looking, dark, scary, evil-looking inflatables come up, and she just simply walks to the ring. Make her apparel, make not her apparel, her ring gear. Make it dark. Make it look evil. This could be doable. I think the fans would love that. If she's going to be a heel, make her act like a heel. There is no in-between right now, as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to see her in-between. When she gets in the ring, she does some heelish type things, but yet she's still smiling and all this other stuff. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the other Bailey. I enjoyed the, the baby face Bailey. You know, I could care less whether she's a baby face or a heel, but if she's going to be a heel, let her be a heel and stop confusing people. Same thing with Sasha. Sasha, I thought it was a, a tremendous segment she had with Natalia. Now she flipped on her. Now she wore her ass out with a chair and just beat the hell out of her. And then she does the same exact thing to Becky. Let her be a heel. Why are you putting her with Bailey again? Okay, so anyway, I had to get that out of there. So what's going on? I don't know. If you know what's going on, let me know. Comment. Message me. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what you think about what's going on. I'm confused. All right, so storylines. Storylines on SmackDown. Specifically, the storyline with Rowan, Roman Reigns, and... Daniel Bryan. And now, with Kevin Owens. What the heck's going on? I'm getting confused. You bring Kevin Owens out. He's a defiant person. He's defying authority. He's that stone-cold Steve Austin type figure. But then you have him pleading with Shane McMahon to please revoke the $100,000 fine and being this pleading and begging guy. Stone Cold wouldn't have done that. So I don't quite understand what's going on. You know, obviously there's been some criticism with the writing of the angle between Rowan and Reigns and Daniel Bryan. It seemed to have gotten messed up and things didn't go the, exactly the way they had planned for it to go. And the whole thing is just extremely confusing to me. We all thought that how this started out was going to be a Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan type scenario. Now we're seeing Roman versus Rowan. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's a great thing to elevate Rowan. I think he's a great talent. I think he deserves to be in that spotlight. I'm just confused. So it got me thinking, do fans of other TV shows complain about the writing of that show that they watch the way wrestling fans do? I mean, think about it. Is Think about your favorite show out there. Let's talk about uh, Beverly Hills 90210 just came out, okay? Do the fans of that show, of that reboot, are they complaining to each other about how it's written? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. What about the fans of The Walking Dead? Do they complain about how that show was written? How about fans of any TV show that you see on Netflix? Are they complaining on message boards and on podcasts about how that show is being written? I don't know. It seems like wrestling fans complain a lot about the way things are written. 
and the storylines. And I guess kind of what I'm doing just now about complaining and, and confused about Bailey and Sasha and Roman and, and Rowan and Kevin Owens and, and um, Daniel Bryan. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's just, I just wish that we could see more consistent writing going on in WWE. I think there's obviously been some shakeup with the writing team on SmackDown. And maybe we'll see some more consistency. Maybe we'll see some substance and some of the writing that's going on right now. And uh, I think the biggest thing we want to see is consistency. We want to see something play out uh, that makes sense. You, you start a start a storyline, you let it play out and let it get to an ending. Because a lot of times they've been guilty of starting something and then not finishing it. Or they start something and it goes down one path and then it absolutely sidetracks down another path. And they were sitting there scratching their head like, what the heck just happened? I thought we were going here. I thought they were doing this. What happened to so-and-so? Well, I thought so-and-so was shooting with such-and-such. What happened with that? I don't know. So please, for God's sakes, let's get some consistency in the writing. I think maybe they got that team in place. We obviously have the executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, respectively, being Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Let's see if we'll get a more consistent direction in that. But I don't know. I was just curious about that. I was like, you know, do, do other people complain about the writing of the favorite shows like we do? I don't know. If you know, again, hit me up on Twitter and let me know. The Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn alliance. I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. I like it. Shinsuke was getting a little boring. Shinsuke was getting pushed off into the corner. Shinsuke was not getting the exposure we all feel like he deserved. And now putting him with Sami Zayn, I think, is a perfect marriage between the two. I think it's helping elevate both guys. Not to say that Sami needs to be elevated, but I think that it's helping both of them. And I'm loving it. I think it's great. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I would like to see, personally, like to see Sami bring more people into this stable. We're going to call it a stable right now, or a faction that he's forming between himself and Shinsuke. Bring in somebody else. Bring in somebody else that's being pushed off to, or has it has been pushed off to the side the way that Shinsuke has been, and Sammy has been, and have an alliance between these guys. See where that goes. So I'm liking it. I think it's a fantastic move by the WWE writing team. Hey, look here, I gave a compliment on the writing team. I think it's a fantastic move. Continue with it. Let's see what happens. All right, last thing on my cranium tonight is the fantastic show on USA Network. Straight up Steve Austin. If you've not watched this show yet with Stone Cold Steve Austin, bringing on various guests, it's, it's phenomenal. It wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be at first. I thought they were going to be doing a bunch of crazy stunts and just outlandish things. But he actually sits down with his with his guests and gets to know them a little bit better, talks about them, talks about their, their careers. And uh, I, I like that. I, th- I like the, the fact that we get to know these people on a whole different level, yet see them doing some really cool and fun stunts uh, and games, I guess you could call it, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if you have not checked this show out yet, again, Straight Up Steve Austin comes on every Monday night after all at 11 o'clock. You need to check it out or DVR it. Watch it later. You will not be disappointed with this show. Wonderful. It's just great to see Stone Cold back in the spotlight. I've really enjoyed seeing him on Raw. Uh, I thought he had a a fantastic segment uh, with... With Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman in the contract signing and then bringing in AJ Styles and the club. I thought that was wonderful. Seeing him deliver that stunner was fantastic. Just hearing his music hit to start out raw just brought back so many memories. Hearing that glass break, hearing his music hit 
seeing him walk down the aisle, seeing him take the beers and, and smash them together and pour them over his head or into his mouth, it's just fantastic. So welcome back, Stone Cold. Congratulations on a fantastic show. Again, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, USA Network, immediately following Raw, straight up Steve Austin. You don't want to miss it. All right, I think that's everything. I think that's everything that has been bouncing around in my cranium right lately. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Comment on anything that I said, anything you, you disagree with, anything that you agree with, something that you can straighten me out on, that you can calm my cranium down a little bit on, and just put things in perspective for me. Maybe I'm misunderstanding something that I said. Let me know about it. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. It's chair to cranium. Chair, the number two cranium. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I want to hear from you. Again, remember, give me that five-star rating. We greatly appreciate it and need it tremendously. All right, I'm going to bring in my co-host, Adigo, and we're going to do some predictions for the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. It is pay-per-view prediction time. It is Clash of Champions this Sunday airing on the WWE Network. And I'm bringing in yet again my co-host, one of the youngest wrestling podcasters on the planet. And her name is Addison, a.k.a. Addigo. What's up? There's a lot of stuff up, but I'm just super excited for Clash of Champions. Yes, I am too. I am very, very excited. Let's update everybody on our prediction record again. Yes. So, after SummerSlam, you went 4-4, four and four, and I went 6-4. and four. Now, I'm trying to remember how that happened. What happened on that? Something happened to where... I don't remember. Something happened there where you didn't get a credit for something. Because that's only eight and I've got ten. got to figure that one out. That doesn't look right. I'm not quite sure what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure what's ha- what happened on that either. Hmm. I don't know how you went four and four. That's eight. I went six and four. That's ten. Unless I got a bonus pick. I don't remember. Anyway, I'll, we'll look at that. Maybe they inserted a match like last minute. No, no, maybe, something maybe. happened. I don't know what happened. We should, we should still have that. It should total the same. My wins and losses are totaling 10. Your wins and losses are totaling 8. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. i got to figure that one out. So if I need to make an adjustment, I will. But as of right now, you are at 63 wins, 31 losses. I'm at 66 wins, 29 losses. So again, I'm hanging on to a very narrow lead. Uh, on the pay-per-view predictions. Well, dang. Right. Catch back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, we got, you see, we've got Clash of Champions. We have a pay-per-view, uh, looks like in October, Survivor Series November, possibly TLC in December. We'll end it there. So, again, very narrowly hanging on here. Let's see how this one comes out. Alrighty. All right, let's head into the predictions. Okay, the first match we are just going to jump into is the women's tag team championship match alexa bliss and nikki cross versus fire and desire wow who do you have here um i'm going with alexa bliss and nikki cross because they haven't had it for that long and i think that they're doing a good job with keeping them and putting them out there and like defending them so i'm i'm saying alexa bliss and nikki cross what about you i like the team of nikki cross and alexa bliss i've Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed these two together i wasn't sure about these two when they first got together but i actually thoroughly enjoy Mm -hmm. watching them together in a ring and watching them together 
during promos. Me too. However, I'm a, I'm not a fan of Fire and Desire. I don't like them uh, in the ring together. I don't know what it is. I just I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I feel like uh, they just they don't do anything for me. It's kind of like Randy Orton, right? I've talked about Randy Orton in the past. Nothing personal to Randy Orton. Randy Orton's a fantastic wrestler. He's got a fantastic resume. I think that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are fantastic wrestlers. I think they're great in the ring. I'm just not a fan of them together as a team. Yeah. However, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to take the titles. I think they've been hinting it a little while. They've been together as a team for a while. I think now is the time they take the tag team championships and have a run with it. So I'm going to take fire and desire. All righty. All right, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The New Day, the champions versus the Revival. As you know, I've always been a huge fan of the Revival. They remind me a lot of the tag team of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. I dig it. I like it. It's old school wrestling, and they've become really good on the on their promos. Very entertaining. New Day, very, very good. Obviously, uh, multiple-time champions. I, I'm having a difficult time picking this one, but I think I'm going to go with the Revival. They have not held on, and correct me if I'm wrong, they have not held the SmackDown Tag Team Championships yet. I think now's their time. I'm picking the Revival. I'm going to stick with the New Day because I just like, I just love them. I just love them so much. Like, I really hope one day I get a pancake because I just really want a pancake. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to get a pancake one day. That would be awesome. I don't awesome. know. doesn't matter what it takes. I'm getting a pancake. Well, you know, we went to a WWE Live event in our hometown not long ago, and they were tossing out pancakes. Thought we would get lucky. Just didn't yeah. happen. Got lucky with Jeff Hardy's shirt, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah, I got that. I caught that. that. Yeah, cool. caught that. That was pretty cool, so enjoyed yeah. that. But no pancake. Maybe no one day. pancake. All right, let's jump into the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, the champions, versus... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Who you got on this one? Um, uh, I just have to say, I don't like Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Like, yeah, they're really, really good. Like, they're both really, really good wrestlers. Like, I have to stick with that. Like, they are. But I just don't like them two, like, together. They don't, I don't, I don't think they deserve the uh, championships. But I'm still going to stick with them because they're really, really good. And I just think that they'll win it. So I'm just going to go with them. All right. Uh, we're going to differ again here. It's three in a row oh, wow. right out of the gate. I'm going to say Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I think that uh, this little union of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins is going to end, especially going into their uh, Universal Championship match. Uh, don't know if these two matches are going to go back-to-back. It would be kind of cool if it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubt it will. May. Who knows? But I just think that their time's over. I think that Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are going to be your new Raw Tag Team Champions after Clash of Champions. Maybe. All right, so let's go into the United States Championship match with AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. You know, Cedric Alexander's gotten a gigantic push lately, and he's a wonderful talent in the ring. I say that a lot. He's a fantastic talent. He's a wonderful talent. He's a really good wrestler. But that's everything... That describes Cedric Alexander. I've been mm-hmm. very impressed by this gentleman. And um, I think he's very deserving of a United States title. I'm going out on a limb. And as long as the club doesn't interfere in helping AJ Styles, I say Cedric Alexander is going to become a champion 
on the main roster. You know, used to be the, I say the main roster, but he used to be the 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Champion. I'm going to say he's going to get championship gold coming out of Clash of Champions. He's your new United States Champion. Well, it looks like we're going to differ again because I'm going to pick AJ Styles. Like you said, Cedric Alexander is getting a big, big push, like, really, really, like, lately. And I just think it's going way, way too fast. Like, he's just getting a push super fast. And, like, other people would, like, go step by step and take baby steps. He's getting, like, a bunch of really good matches really, really soon. And this is a really, really good opportunity for him. I just don't think it's time. Well, no, I see what you're. I see your point on that. Yeah, he's he's got definitely got pushed in the uh, in the spotlight a little quick here. But you cannot ignore his time at 205 Live. His time as a cruiserweight champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that kind of led him up to to this point. Uh, but you just think he's not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still AJ Styles is your guy. Is your guy? Yes. Okay. All right. So man, we have differed on every single match we have picked so far. Yeah, so far. All right. So let's go into the Intercontinental Championship match. Shinsuke Nakamura, the champion, versus The Miz. Who do you got on this one? I'm gonna say The Miz. Okay. I like that Miz is a good guy. I feel like he's a lot better as a good guy. Like really? I was getting really, really tired of him being like a heel, a heel. Really? and I was like, oh come on, just turn him good, just turn him like a baby face again. Come on, come yeah. on. And then they finally did, and I was like, yes. This is going to be awesome. Like, I even thought, like, at first I was like, if, like, Shinsuke Nakamura had the title, and I was like, you know, I hope The Miz goes against them in Wednesday because that would be, like, amazing. Yeah. I feel like he would really can, like, control it and uh, defend it a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, I I was kind of getting tired of the heel Miz as well. I think him being a a baby face is a nice change of pace. I think it's... uh, uh, it's different, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm digging it. I'm liking it. Uh, I think that uh, the Miz is doing a fantastic job. I still I feel like the Miz deserves another world title run. I hope mm-hmm. he'll get that one day. Uh, so you think Miz is going to be Intercontinental Champion yet again? We don't know. Yes. I don't know how many times this is, but it's been a lot of times he's yeah. been Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's time for the Miz to take the title back, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think he's going to win it again and be the Intercontinental Champion walking out of Clash of Champions. So we agree on something. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a no-DQ match. Now, if you listen to Cranium Correspondence earlier, you got my lowdown on this whole angle and what's going down and what I think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a match I really don't care a whole lot about because I don't feel like they've done a... I think they've done an okay job building this thing up. Yeah. It's just been a little confusing. Yeah, a little bit. We kind of thought that this was going to be... Daniel Bryan facing Roman Reigns instead of Rowan. Nothing personal to Rowan. I think it's a great opportunity for him. Yeah. But I think Roman Reigns comes out the winner. I'm going to agree with you just because, like, I got really excited about this. Like, not excited that Roman Reigns was getting attacked. Like, we didn't know who it was at first. But when they had that person that looked like Rowan in that little hoodie, like the black hoodie. Yeah, that was confusing. And they amassed him and looking um, pretty close to Rowan. Right. I was like, okay, that's just a symbol that it's definitely Rowan. Like, that's not even interesting. Right, right. And so everybody was like, it's Rowan, it's Rowan. Yeah, everybody knows. So it wasn't even that interesting. Yeah. And so I'm going to say Rowan Reigns because that's just, it's not interesting. It's like, just, it's, yeah. it was just weird. Like you said. Let's just put it like that. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird because... We kind of thought, well, okay, who is this guy under the mask, under the hood? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, we're trying to think what other WWE superstar could it be? And yeah. it comes out to be some guy we've never even seen before. He just looks like Rowan. Yeah. 
And there's like, yeah. I get it. I see what they're trying to do with it. You know, maybe a little comedy behind that. Uh, wasn't interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. It was weird. Okay, so the next match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Charlotte. I'm so confused on what is going on with Bailey. Like, she hit Becky with the chair. She stole it from Sasha, like, snatched it out of her hand, gave her a little smirk, and then slapped her. And I'm like, with the chair. And I'm like, what's going on? Right. Did she just turn heel? Like, that's just like my childhood. When that's like the reason why I started watching WWE was because of Bailey and Sasha. Right. Because of that match on NXT was amazing. Right. like, what's going on? I don't know. You know, I talked about that in the Cranium Correspondence. What the heck is happening yeah. right now? Is she a heel? Is she a baby face? Which yeah. one is she? Is Sasha a heel? Is she a, is she a baby face? Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Yeah. Get it right. Figure yeah. out what's happening here. So who do you think is going to win this one, though? Uh, I'm going to say Bailey, Just yeah. because, like, I just feel like she's very confident. And she's had this title for a while. And I think she's just going to keep it going and yeah. going and going. I agree. I think Bailey is going to retain. I think, uh, and, and I don't want to give away my, my next pick too soon, but I'll get into that a little bit more when I make that prediction mm-hmm. uh, for the Sasha-Becky match. But I think uh, I think she retains. I think yeah. she beat Charlotte. Uh, I think it's going to continue to elevate uh, Bailey into that, uh, that, that status that she's very well deserving of. I tell you, I was a... Uh, marking out big time over that tag match on Raw with all four of those women in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Po- quite possibly, if not the best, four best professional women's professional wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling mm-hmm. in the ring at the same time. My opinion, ladies and gentlemen, there's certainly been a lot of them. But I think when you look back on women's wrestling 20 years down the road, these four women are going to be mentioned. Yeah. And they're in the ring together. And I thought it was great. I yeah. thought they put on one heck of a tag team match. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot where I was going with that. But, fantastic seeing all of them <laughs> in the ring together. Yeah. Bailey retains. Bailey yeah. beats Charlotte. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the next match is for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Who do you think? All right, so let me uh, piggyback a little bit off that that Bailey prediction. I thought I feel like Bailey's going to retain because I think Sasha is going to beat Becky and be the new Raw Women's Champion. Those two will hold the title simultaneously as friends, reigning dominance over the women's division and staking their claim as the best in the world in women's wrestling. Yes, yes. All right, yes. so I think Sasha wins. Yeah, I literally did not have to think about this. I was like, Sasha Banks, definitely no, no thinking about it. Literally just circled it, and I was like, yes, Sasha Banks, definitely. Like, I see, like, where you're going with that. Like, that's probably going to happen. And I think it will be interesting because they are best friends even when Sasha Banks is quote-unquote heel and Bailey is quote-unquote babyface or heel. Right. You know? So I think that Sasha Banks is going to win, and then they're both going to like carry the titles together as best friends. Yeah, I, I agree. It'd be fun to see that. Yeah. All right, WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston, the champion, versus Randy Orton. Rematch from SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that your winner of this match and taking that WWE title to SmackDown, to Fox, will be Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with you because, like you said, we were talking about this, like, when 
they go to Fox. They want some of the biggest stars to have some of the titles. Right. And some of the belts and stuff. And so I think Randy Orton's like the best option for them right now. I agree. To, Nothing personal yeah. to Kofi Kingston. Yeah, no, He's been yeah. a fantastic, there's that word again, champion. <laughs> I love Kofi. Yeah, he's been great. I love Kofi. He's been great. Yeah, but I just think that when they move to Fox, it's a great, like, I don't know, push. Exposure. It, yeah, exposure. Yeah. That's, that's the word I was looking for. To get it exposed, and I think that that's just like the it's bold and it's gonna work out. Well, listen, I mean, think about this for a second. Going to Fox, Fox is a major network. This is just as big as NBC, CBS, ABC. Yeah, and I'm actually extremely proud as a wrestling fan that wrestling is gonna be on Fox, and I think it's gonna hopefully bring back new, bring back old fans and bring in new fans. Yeah, definitely to professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell people about it. You're probably going to tell people about it at school. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and some of your friends may actually be flipping the channels one night and see Fox. That's if they're not on YouTube watching something. That's what all kids seem to do these days. That's what WWE needs to do. You need yeah. to come out with a, with a show on YouTube. That's, yeah, what, all, that's that what kids watch. I don't even think you watch TV anymore. It's all YouTube. Well, I do sometimes when I go to bed, but that's true. pretty much it. Yeah, true. So I think it's, it's a, a fantastic move that they're going to use that word again. I think it's a, a wonderful move that they're going to Fox. I'm really excited about it. This can do nothing but elevate the world yeah. of professional wrestling. So, again, we agree Randy Orton is going to be the mm-hmm. champion taking that WWE title to Fox. Mm-hmm. All right, last match, and we're predicting this the dub, it's the Universal Championship match between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Who do you think? Um, I'm going to say Seth Rollins because, like, he seems very confident. Like, when Stone Cold came out there and was like, Okay, we're going to get these two people to sign this contract, and this is going to be a great mass match at Co- Class of Champions. And he was right. This will be a great match, at least I hope. I mean, these are two great wrestlers, and they really show, like, a, this is going to be a great match. I just have to say that. Yeah, I think so as well. I think that mm-hmm. uh, I think this it's going to be nice to see Braun in a Universal title match. Mm-hmm. I think one day he will win this championship. I yeah. just don't think it's uh, at Clash of Champions. Yeah. I think I uh, agree that Seth Rollins will definitely retain that title and walk out as still your Universal Champion. Yeah, like I said, he just seemed really, really confident when he was signing that contract. He didn't even hesitate. He was like, "Okay, let's let's do this." Yeah. Like, I can fight you. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Well, think about it like this: he's the Beast Slayer. Yeah. He, he beat. He beat. Uh, Brock Lesnar twice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy has no fear right now. Yeah, I mean, like, he feels like he can take on the world. Yeah, like so. Braun Strowman is just another link in his chain. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that does it. That is our predictions for Clash of Champions. Again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's Cheer the number two Cranium Cheer to Cranium on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Like us, follow us. Recommend us to your friends and family. Give us a five-star rating. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to our website, cheershotstothecranium.com. All those things, people. Please support us. Tell people about us. We want to grow this thing. We want to keep going. We need more listeners. We need more people to know about what we're doing. And we want to keep entertaining you. So thank you so very much for pushing that play button wherever you are right now. Thank you. And we are almost to December, which means that we are about to start the pay-per-views all over again. And so, 
it's almost over again like december is coming so fast which i'm very excited i love christmas but you have to stay tuned to see all of these amazing prediction shows we do we have so much fun doing it i hope you enjoy them absolutely well thank you very very much we appreciate your support and thank you as always for taking another cheer shot to the cranium adios